countless hours practicing. Finally feeling it. It takes a three. It's up. Why not? Why not? Well, you can tell he's got a swagger back, right? An 82-game regular season. Conley to the rim, right hand. Ryder got it! Oh, Mount Mike has arrived! Three playoff rounds. Mike Conley is all fired up. All for one goal. A shot at the NBA title. The floodgate has just broken open, and Conley is a wild man at the moment. The Big Show has you covered every step of the way. This is the road to contention on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Let's get out to The Zone phone. Joining us now, Jazz point guard Mike Conley on The Big Show. Uh, Mike, first off, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Hey, uh, I have a number of things we want to cover with you, but let's start with the game last night. I uh, I host a post game show, and we talked a lot about it. How you know a loss is a loss, and I know moral victory is kind of a, a sensitive thing, but to not have Rudy Gobert go toe to toe with maybe the best player in the league, maybe the best team in the league, and have a shot at the end, you, you know, you, you got to feel at least pretty good about that, right? Well, yeah, of course. You know, going in, going into the game without Rudy and um, you know Ed and those guys, you just you, you knew that it was going to be a tough, a tough night. And guys really stepped up. I thought Tony Bradley filling in um, did a phenomenal job, man. And can't say enough about what he was able to do. And uh, just the way that we were able to move the ball as a team and, and play unselfish and. Um, and, and play our, our brand of basketball against one of the better teams in the league is is what we came in to do. And and, and obviously winning would have been the the you know cherry on top. But um, we definitely felt felt like we we gave everything we had to try to win that game. You mentioned Tony Bradley uh, filling in for Rudy. He's had two really good games in a row. It seems like the whole team just feels great for that guy to see a little hard work paying off. Yeah, man. He when you see a guy like that who who working uh you know in the shadows and just doing his thing uh on a daily and you know doesn't say a lot doesn't doesn't garner a lot of attention but when his number is called he goes out there and performs and and you know sacrifices for the team and you just you just want guys like that to do well and um and so far he has in the first you know last two games Mike, covering practices early in the season, you talked a couple of times about things that you were getting used to with the new team and, and details like communication, even even something like getting used to Rudy's accent when uh, when playing defense. And I thought that was really interesting. Uh, it seems like those things are coming easier over the past couple of weeks. Do things feel like they're clicking in a little bit? I really do, man. I, I really do. I feel uh, you know really comfortable out there with the guys and. Um, I'm learning, you know, just the flow of the game. And, you know, with so many talented guys, it's easy to get lost in, in, in the sauce kind of because, you know, for the most part, I'm yeah, I'm a point guard by trade and I'm trying to get guys involved. And, you know, we have so many talented guys. I just I, I become a fan myself watching Bogey and, and Donovan and Rudy and those guys go to work and, and got to remember about being aggressive myself. So um, it's just trying to balance it all and, and, and still learning all the calls and, and learning all the, the languages has, you know, come come pretty good and, and pretty quickly the last few weeks. Mike Conley with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Mike, you guys now go uh, to play Indiana tomorrow night, uh, meaning you're going back to Indianapolis. And I say back, I know you're originally from uh, Arkansas, I believe, but you went to high school in Indiana. What, uh, for, for those listeners maybe not uh, familiar with it, uh, tell us about high school basketball in Indiana and what a huge deal that is. Man, uh, 
high school basketball is everything. If you don't know already, uh, you know, we, we got some of the biggest, you know, high school arenas and stadiums and um, it, it's a culture and, um, you know, it's, it's gone, you know, it's just the history of Indiana basically and basketball is a big part of it and, um, and so just right now we have, you know, so many guys who come from the Indianapolis area or Indiana area that are in the NBA and uh, just have a lot of guys that, you know, a lot of talented individuals who are still coming out. So, I mean, it's just a, a hotbed for talent and, um, you know, one of the more, uh, I guess, competitive areas you're going to find. You played you played college with Greg Oden, but you also played AAU with Greg Oden. How, could, how good could that guy have been if he was able to stay healthy? Well, I honestly think, you know, he could have been one of the best to, to play, you know, the way that um, he was built as far as his, his height and athleticism. I mean, you just don't make too many guys like that. You don't see too many guys like that and, you know, match that with his demeanor and work ethic uh, and skill. You know, he had it all and, uh, and it was only going to get better. So, you know, I just you just wish you could have saw him, you know, really fulfill uh, his potential um, had he not been, you know, injured. Let's talk about the big man you're playing with currently, uh, Rudy Gobert. And Rudy admitted a couple of weeks ago that he's in the unique position of where he's very reliant upon his teammates uh, to set him up offensively. And with that in mind, how important is it the relationship you're developing with him in the pick and roll game? Uh, it's very important. Uh, you know, I think that you know Rudy is unique in, in his aspect that he's you know a guy that can really change the game with this his, him setting a ball screen and rolling to the rim and and they have to they have to rely you know they have to really you know pay attention to what you know the pressure he brings to the middle of the middle of the floor because uh, once he gets it up high you know there's nobody can block that and his ability to get rebounds and, and put backs and uh, all that stuff is 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 unique so you know for me it's just trying to trying to get him the ball and the best place for him to be successful and uh, help our team win games and and I think we're getting better and better at it as we you know play play each game Mike Conley with us on the big show on 97.5 and 1280 the zone Mike good luck in Indiana thank you so much for joining us we really appreciate it hey thanks for having me I appreciate it there you go jazz point guard Mike Conley big thanks to him for jumping on the show today said he's getting more comfortable yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting part of, of the interview, certainly, because it just there was a lot of things that were different. And, and when we talked before the season that, you know, Mike was going to have to adjust to the jazz culture, the jazz weren't going to adjust around Mike Conley. I mean, you know, that probably was easier said than done. Yeah, and we sort of assumed it would be easy, I guess, but uh, no such luck. Well, it's just it's it's so much different. I mean, when he was in Memphis, it was a more traditional style. I mean, he was the point guard. He had the ball in his hands. It was more like, I mean, I know nobody plays like Houston, but it was more like Houston. He was in that James Harden rule uh, role where he was going to make plays for everybody and he was going to have the ball and he was going to distribute and he was going to score. And that's just not how the Jazz offense runs. I think he's pretty much there now. I mean, he may get the ball in certain positions uh, in, by certain means that he's still not used to. But even though he didn't shoot the ball particularly well last night, uh, I think we'll see him settle in, don't you? I do. And I think we're seeing that process play its way out. I mean, well, the other night against the Pelicans where he hit that pull-up three in the fourth quarter, that was awesome. 
and the fact that he had the confidence uh, in himself and uh, to take that shot, I mean, that's exactly what he needs to do. Did you ask him about the Buckeyes? I did not ask him about uh, the Buckeyes, no. And we, we, we were on a, a little bit of a time crunch. You so. would have asked Kavon Looney about UCLA. <laughs> I would have, yes, just like my good friend Tony Parks. Uh, real quick, the college football playoff rankings have been released, Gordon, and Utah comes in at? Number six. Number six. They are behind Alabama, who comes in at number five. Georgia at four, Clemson at three, LSU at two, and Ohio State at number one. That's about what we expected. I didn't expect Ohio State to jump LSU. I got to admit, hmm. but it doesn't matter. I mean, it, no, it, it's almost worthless for these guys to do these weekly playoff. I mean, I, I know it gives us fodder and something to talk about, but it doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. Remember the year Ohio State jumped over a bunch? Didn't they jump over like two or three teams? Well, they jumped over. No, they jumped over two. And that's what was controversial about it because it was the Big 12. They had Baylor and TCU that both had one loss. That's right. And then Ohio State demolished Wisconsin in the uh, Big 10 title game. And it was really convenient because the playoff committee was going to have to pick between the two (laughs) Big 12 teams with the same record. And they took the easy way out by saying, oh, just kidding. Ohio State's better (laughs) than both of you. I wonder if there will be any surprises this time around. I, I honestly, I, I think they do this stuff the easy way. Like putting Georgia at four, well, they're going to have to play LSU, so that's going to decide itself. Yeah. So you might as well have Georgia at four because that's the easy thing to do. Because if they lose, you can drop them. If they win, you know, it figures itself out. If they win, then then Utah has no chance. If they win, it's over for the Utes. Yeah. True. If Georgia beats LSU, because LSU is going to still get in. And that's the case for the SEC getting their champion, who's also a one-loss team. So that's worst-case scenario for Utah. And Ohio State has a relatively easy – Clemson is – that's almost a done deal, isn't it? Well, what do you mean Ohio State has it? Because they still have to play Michigan, and then they have to play in the Big Ten title game, which is either Minnesota or Wisconsin. So but, that's not easy. Yeah, I guess you're right. They're, what are they, nine-point favorites against Michigan, eight, something like that? And that's more because they're really, really good than <laughs> Michigan is some sort of weak opponent. Well, they labored a little bit this last week. They win by 11. I mean, it's not like that's an absolute you know, crushing. I agree. Uh, Michigan comes in at number 13, by the way, in the playoff ranking. Oregon drops all the way to 14. Which is similar to the AP poll. Oregon is now the lowest rated one loss or uh, two loss. No, I should have to look at that, actually. let me Don't let me talk out of both sides of my mouth. But anyway, Oregon falls to number 14. They did not look very sharp against the Devils. Uh, they, they absolutely laid an egg. The Pac-12 is going to Pac-12. <laughs> what a what a ridiculous game that was. Isn't it funny now how Utah is the standard bearer for the entire conference? Who would have thought? I mean, in a relatively short amount of time, I mean, less than 10 years, for Utah to be kind of that standard bearer, it's, I mean, it's a tremendous compliment to the program and to Kyle Whittingham, regardless of playoff inclusion. I'm not into uh, refereeing uh, or umpiring corruption. but Why not? I wonder what happens if uh, you know Utah beats Colorado and then heads off to play Oregon. I wonder if the officiating crew is in any way aware. 
that Utah is the standard bearer? Well, who was our guy's name who was... Uh, Woody Dixon. Woody, Woody Dixon, <laughs> who was poking his nose into the replay uh, process. You think Woody's going, hey, we want a shot at that playoff money. Let's make sure this thing comes in the right way, huh? I need a new divider between my room and the replay booth. Any chance that something like that could happen? See, I more think referees are corrupt... In a, a, like for themselves as opposed to for the good of the conference. So, I mean, I guess. Yeah, but the, well, I mean, those two things could be covered one stone, two birds. Yeah, what do they care about the conference? They care about who they've got 50K riding on. Yeah, but they could also care that if somebody involved with the conference says, say, fellas. There's a little something in it for you. Who who would what, what would they care more that uh, someone had to do with the conference uh, offering them a bribe or their uh, their uh, mob related bookie <laughs> who's threatening their well being? So if you had to pick one of those, uh, well, the more favorable one, I guess, even though it would be a matter of absolute corruption spreading like crazy, would be take the offer from the conference. Because like then my, you don't have to deal so much with organized crime. I like my legs not broken, personally. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. We'll see how it turns out. But the Utes are the best team in the conference. They're the best team I've seen. And uh, I guess that's my opinion, but that's all anybody's left with anymore. The best team you've ever seen? No, the best team I've seen this year. Oh, this year. Well, you've got to throw that caveat on You just said Come that's on. The, Everybody knew what I was talking about. You said that's about the, the best pl- team I've seen. All right. Austin? I thought, I thought that was implied. Uh, I'm inclined to think that you would have meant of all time if you don't include this year. What, what we're talking about? What we're, we're talking That's about? That's the there. greatest uh, musician I've ever seen we're since talk- Friday. We're talking about the rankings right now. What do you think? Of, what, what's that got to do with any kind of historical look? According to Gordon, you've got the 72 Dolphins and the 2019 <laughs> Utes. <laughs> Yeah, right. Who are the best football? Who is the best football team of all time? Oh, man. Best football team of all time. Uh, you got to, well, I mean, athletes have changed through the years, haven't they? Mm hmm. Maybe I'd go with one of those 49er teams Bill Walsh was coaching. Or those Dolphins were pretty good for their time. Uh, I guess you could go with. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Who do you? Th- I, I one of the best teams I ever saw. One of the most dominant teams I ever saw were the Baltimore Colts that were beat by uh, by uh, Joe Willie Namath. Well, see, that's the thing. I think the answer might be that Randy Moss Patriots team that somehow lost to the Giants in the <laughs> Super Bowl to just a, a incredibly average Giants team. <laughs> was that the one when uh, when the helmet catch happened? It was, was a different one? it was the second one, the second time they wow. played the Giants. Well, Eli Manning, of course, is one of the all-time greats. Oh, he's better than his brother. See, this is the problem with judging these things. You know, as I said, opinion is has its place. We love it. We embrace it. We argue all the time. We enjoy it. Uh, it spurs thought. But it should not provide or prevent opportunity for college teams. Sorry. I draw the line there. 
Suit up in style with Mr. Mac and Alema Harrington. Enter now at 1280thezone.com to win a pair of Cole Haan shoes from Mr. Mac and an outfitting shopping experience with Alema during their remote on December the 11th. Alema will personally pick you out an outfit, compliments of Mr. Mac. And I volunteered to offer my services, but Dylan has really taken me up on that offer. Literally not one person. (laughs) (laughs) Not even Tanner Mangum yesterday. Yeah. I'm not sure my wife would really give me that opportunity. No. Although she knows deep down to where you know that I have good taste. Does she? <laughs> just it's just buried a couple layers deep. Stay tuned, more big show next, 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. With the quick fuse, I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes, sir, not a follow-up. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, thunder, thunder. Big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. James wanted a little Imagine Dragons on a Total Request Tuesday. Weather-themed Total Request Tuesday. (laughs) We've had some good ones today. Yeah, not bad. I I like Total Request Tuesday. You can always uh, request a song. You can uh, tweet at... Austin Horton. What happened uh, to my request for Peter Paul and Mary song? Well, I didn't we kind of didn't want you to be a living cliche. <laughs> oh, okay. Didn't we determine it was a little it was a little slow? Yeah, maybe it's not my favorite Peter Paul and Mary song, that's for sure. You have one? Yeah. Well, let's see, Lemon Tree's pretty good. Fire the Hammer, pretty good. What about uh, what about Puff the Magic Dragon? I thought that was everybody's favorite oh, Peter, yeah, Paul, and Mary one. song. Sure. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Brilliance. <laughs> what? It's a good song. It's not. It is, too. It's not. You really don't like Puff the Magic Dragon? Not in the least. Wow. I thought everybody liked that song. Yeah. Why? What do you mean, why? It's what? a good song. Because it's about drugs? <laughs> no, I don't care what it's about. It's a good you, song. You care what it's about. Don't you remember, the, did you ever watch the like Puff the Magic Dragon cartoon when you were a kid? You I went on I'm the ride about? at Lagoon. It was my favorite ride until I was, you know, four, and then I <laughs> liked good things. Boy, he really does not like Puff yeah, the Magic Dragon. That's that's crazy. If you have, if you like Puff the Magic Dragon, then you have to like the theme song to Barney and uh, the song that never ends and Sesame Street. They're all Baby Shark. There's your playlist. Oh. <laughs> Old then, Mother Hubbard. It's a it's a rocking time. Peter Paul and Mary did do a children's album called Peter Paul and Mommy that has uh, Puff Weird. the Magic Dragon on it, and I oh. bought that on vinyl for my daughter. Did you? Yes. Oh, good. That's fine, but on the big show, <laughs> I still don't, I, I just don't agree with your your assessment of Puff the Magic Dragon. I think it's a good tune. All right, uh, Instapol. It does okay. Yeah, Puff we, the Magic Dragon, yay or nay? Yay or nay? At, is it a good song? At Jake Scott's own, at Austin. Horton. Not is it about? Uh, it's clearly about. It's a drug drugs, song. Yeah. They claim it's not. They have claimed. They have to claim that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, who cares? <laughs> Who cares what it's about? I'm talking about is it a Nancy good song? Nancy Reagan cares, Jake. <laughs> is it a good song? <laughs> Just say no to that song. Anywho. All right. We got we got a little distracted there. But Wait you want it. What did you want? It's raining, it's pouring, or something? Yeah, but like that's it. not. You know. <laughs> Fine, I'll find it. <laughs> okay. You know, they do have some nice songs. What's the song about where have all the flowers gone or something? No? Is it called Where Have All the Flowers Gone? Uh, I, I can't remember the, the exact. Sounds title. great. Mm. <laughs> Sounds great.
Lemon Tree, come on. Have you listened to that song? The song about flowers? No. No. The, see, how can you criticize something you've never heard? Does it sound like this? <laughs> this is a song. Give it a listen. First. I know. It, yeah. uh, I'm familiar with the song. It's just a little slow. <laughs> it gets off to a slow start, doesn't it? The whole song's slow. <laughs> I mean, they have Our lovely, listeners, lovely just... voices, but but slow. I mean, if I'm you know trying to relax at the dentist or something, <laughs> maybe. But if I'm stuck in an elevator, yeah, people. The old man is snoring. Right. This is this is not like a like an afternoon you know drive bump where you're getting people. Welcome back. For, it's the big yeah, show. Right. Jazz lose a close one last night. Utes are sixth in the college football playoff, and the Aggies. Boy, we gotta get into the Aggies. Well, the Jazz right. did fall asleep on the uh, defensive boards. Baha. Mm. All right. Never mind. This is her. All right. It's a kid's song. Right! <laughs> Barney, Arthur, Sesame Street, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Right, play Lemon Tree real quick. No! This, uh, uh, okay. this matches our quota for the decade of Peter, Paul, and freaking Mary. Yeah, I, mean? They were good. I, I, they weren't and aren't. I, I like Peter, Paul, and Mary, but I, I, think, I, I, I think we can be, you know, handling this time in more productive ways than breaking down the lemon tree. <laughs> Like any See, other discussion. But he's trying to he's trying to eat the fruit, <laughs> but you can't eat a, le- a lemon. You know, it's it's too sour, and that's what his his old man was trying to tell him all along. You know, this is a great song, great song. Ninety-seven five twelve eighty the zone and the zone sports network. It's the big show. Don't put your All right. Oh my gosh. Uh, Stuart Mandel. <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> Stuart Mandel, somebody we've had the show uh, on the show many times. Uh tweeted this out after the, By the, the way, college. Those songs remind me of my dad. I want you to know. <laughs> Great. I'm sure he's a lovely man and I'm I, I'm sad that your father's gone, but that sucks. I don't know what to tell you. And these young youngsters these days have no appreciation for what's gone before. Here's what Stuart Mandel had to say, tweeted out right. Uh, right after the college football playoff uh, rankings were released. He said, the huge top 10 conference title matchup we thought as last week the Pac-12 would get could now come to the Big 12 instead, which is great for Oklahoma and Baylor, not so much for Utah. Yeah, well, I mean, Oregon screwed up. So do you think that Oklahoma at seven and Baylor at nine, you think Oklahoma is positioned to jump Utah? I could. If they beat Baylor in the Big 12 I don't know. Game? Look, we're getting, we have had a few complaints from Ute fans saying that we shouldn't talk real about this, that we should just blow smoke and say, yeah, the Utes are in. But th- there are real issues here that have to do with the selection committee's backgrounds, their biases. How they view things, and it's it's pretty hard to predict. Although I just don't trust it, and that's why I think the Utes could be in trouble. I think the Utes are really really good, and it would be, certainly be interesting to see what they could do. But I'm not going to cry if they don't get in. I'm going to go cover the Rose Bowl and have a great time, and I think the Ute players and coaches will as well, and the fans too. What do you mean by, like, trusted? I'm sure Alabama fans, from their perspective, trust it just fine. Well, I know, but they have advantages that Utah doesn't. Right. 
They're Alabama. That's my point. It should just be based on this year, not on reputation of past seasons. So you, if you were a committee member, you would vote Utah right now at five instead of Alabama? I don't know. I don't know that for a fact. I just because I, I, I the difficulty is if they asked me to be a part of it, I would have a hard time accepting because I don't like the way it's set up. I think it's absolutely flawed, and I don't like being part of a system that is bad. But I'm we, you're not voting. I'm asking you're not part of the system. I'm asking hypothetically, would you put Utah ahead of Alabama? Uh, probably not. Would you? You could make arguments either way. I'm not sure. I'd have to go through and look at every bit of data I could find. And supposedly that's what they do. What What is Utah's best argument to be ahead of Alabama? And I'm not not asking mockingly by any means. Like if if you were uh, Utah's attorney and you were making an argument in front of the selection committee, what would be your strongest argument? I would talk about balance and how great that Utah defense is. I think their strongest argument is how they've been trouncing teams since USC. Yeah. I honestly that's that's the the number one card they have to play because the the people say that Utah hasn't beaten anybody. It's kind of true. Now you'd fan that before the Twitter mob gets after me. I mean that's not Utah's fault. It is a little bit for not scheduling maybe a stronger non-conference schedule, but I mean nobody has a strong non-conference schedule. So it, it's it's one of those things. But like uh, I mean their best win is over Washington. I know uh, BYU fans are saying their best wins over BYU. Their best wins over Washington, even though Washington is still lost to Colorado. That's Utah's best win, and it's not terrific. Now you look at Alabama, and if I were making the co- uh, case for Alabama, I would be talking about their loss. I wouldn't be talking about their wins. If I were making the case for Alabama, I'd say, "Listen, they lost to the best team in the country." Yeah. Yep. So and they barely and, and, and they barely close. lost yeah. to the best team in the country. And they've played a couple teams that were more highly ranked than the teams the Utes played. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, I, early see, in that schedule. I don't. I don't think either team, Alabama or Utah, has a really strong case to make uh, with their wins. They just don't. It, it, it hasn't been there on the schedule. Now we'll see what Utah does to Oregon eventually, but. I mean, they don't have a big signature win to point to and say, see, that proves it. Well, we're talking about two teams that are on opposite ends, regions of the country. And my my argument for the Utes is less comparative with Alabama than it is the eye test in watching what you said, the dominance of this team. I mean, they haven't beaten great teams, but they've beaten decent programs and they have made it look easy. I mean, they they've beat the brakes off these off these teams that they yeah. should, and they've looked dominant doing it. And by the way, I don't think it's been ugly run up type of stuff. It's it's just Utah's been that much better than no, their it's opponents. like falling out of the bus. It's just like it's just right. They just they're just playing their game. They're not doing anything to manufacture weird scores. They're just flat superior to the teams they're playing. So I, I don't know what argument eventually carries the day. I would bet that they're going to go on brand size. And, and maybe you don't think that's appropriate. Maybe you do. But I, I think the bigger brands have the advantage. And unfortunately, that's working against the Utes. And, you know, Gordon, you've, you've called out the system basically throughout this entire process, which, again, is I don't know why Ute fans would be grumpy 
when you say they ha- they're a long shot to get in. I mean, DJ just tweeted out a, a story from CBS Sports that gives you it's a 25% chance to get into the college football playoff. That's a that's one in four. I mean, that that's the definition of a long shot. Like yeah, I, other I, stuff has to happen for Utah to get in. I don't know why that that hurts Ute fans' feelings. I, I, I haven't quite made that connection because this other stuff, it's it's subjective, yeah, and there's some stuff working against Utah, well, like Alabama's huge brand. Yeah, Ute fans can get angry at, uh, at the system, and they can get angry at other teams in the Pac-12 that weren't as good as maybe they could or should have been this year. And that's part of the issue as well. But I don't like that stuff because to me, uh, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It, it shouldn't matter how when you penalize a team for being great because the teams, the other teams in the conference, weren't quite good and as good as they should have been. What did Utah have to do with that? Yeah. So then you get into that. How the best teams versus the most deserving teams, and I'm not sure the committee even knows what it's looking at from that standpoint, or what the goal is. Maybe what you said, maybe matching the the biggest brands they can find. They're they're putting together a television product. Don't think that that's not lost on them either. Yeah. Well, all I know is if you go and you listen to what uh, Rob Mullins says. Uh, the uh, athletic director at Oregon, by the way, uh, who has not participated in the discussions about his own school. But if you listen to the way they rationalize, well, we're comparing this team with that team, and they have a worse loss, and they have a better loss, and they have a better win, and they have a worse win. It's just that's not what sports was ever supposed to be about. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. People hate the discussion of eyeball test. Ohio State and Utah. Ohio State in the undefeated teams category. Utah in the one-loss teams category. I think you have to watch them to truly appreciate why they're the best of that group. Ohio State's my number one vote. On the other side with Utah, one-loss team. If you don't watch Utah, you don't appreciate just how good they are. And that's actually one of my fears about the chances of Utah getting into the playoff. The TV situation with the Pac-12 does these teams no favors. That's why I say Utah has to win these games 72-0 to so that people actually start saying, well, maybe I need to be watching that team yeah. closer. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 
Gordo beat uh, BYU beat UCLA last night at the uh, Maui Invitational. Uh, tonight they take on number four Kansas. That game will tip off at eight thirty. You know, I, I'm not dialed into early season college basketball. I'm really not. However, I do like these tournaments. These tournaments can be a lot of fun. That's a that's a that's a good matchup for the Cougs. If they could find a way, and I think beating UCLA will be, you know, good for them down the road. But I mean, if BYU is on the bubble. These these are the type of games where you can really improve your your resume, and I know we're talking about resumes for the college football playoff, but these types of games can get you in if you're on the bubble in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and they don't even have Yo going yet. Right. And when they shoot the three, they're really, really good. And that's what they did against the Bruins. It is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if they can catch lightning in a bottle, I know you know beating the Jayhawks is probably an uphill battle. But, uh, that, Which Kansas rated fifth or fourth, something? Fourth. Fourth mm-hmm. right now. But that could be one of those games where, you know, you can point back to it and say they've got a, a victory over Kansas. Actually, the nice part about these particular games is as long as BYU doesn't get blown out, even playing these good yeah, teams is good for it's you. It's better than beating a crappy team. Right. As far as perception goes. So. Uh, Ken Pomeroy said it about Mississippi Valley State last year, but you could say it about them this year. It actually hurts you <laughs> to, to <play>. beat them. <laughs> even if you beat them by... 90 in the case of the Utes. Or what was it, 94? It was bad. Uh, but it, it actually hurts your resume or whatever. I mean, playing Kansas, as long as BYU doesn't get, you know, blown off the court, which, you know, if they play like they did last night, they, they, they should have a chance. But what we're talking about here is lower-level teams getting in the conf- getting in the, the, the tournament as opposed to the, the, the you know teams that really deserve to be there, like what we talk about in football. Right, right. But in, in, in this case, I mean, what's, what's the likely out- outcome for BYU this year? I mean, probably third place in the West Coast Conference, right? Second place if they really play well. Yeah, maybe something and like so that. So in, in either case, you're going to be on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. Because the West Coast Conference is a uh, is most of the time a two bid league, yeah, rarely a three bid three. league, and yeah. sometimes a one bid yes. league. Uh-huh. So you know, how's these... Gonzaga this time around? I'm not sure that they are what they've been in the past, but anyway, I don't know. Well, I, I'll tell you what they've they've won the league for what 20 consecutive years, but you maybe used, more. You I'm... used a great word there. They're, these tournaments, early season tournaments, are, are kind of fun just to see matchups that otherwise never would yeah, happen. Absolutely. And if a guy like Tony Parks gets to visit Jamaica as a result, I mean, I guess are we going to hold it against him? Did he have a good time? I don't care. By the way, Gonzaga is undefeated and ranked number eight right now. Oh, really? So well, I mean, so good. much for that. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like him fine. I'm not a big fan of college basketball, as we talked about with Chris Mannix earlier. Sounds like you're not either. No, not a not a huge fan, but it can be fun. College basketball can be fun. You know, I love the conference tournaments. I tell people See, all the I'm time. I'm not so big on those. Well, I was at one time, but I've gotten burned out on. Well, maybe they put too much emphasis on them. You can listen to those arguments, but I, I tell people this all the time: if you want a pretty awesome sports uh, experience, spend the week in Vegas during the conference tournaments. I've I've been there. I mean, it's. It's awesome. In fact, I was down there for the the tournament game that Darren Williams played in with Illinois. 
That was a long time. Was that ago. the NCAA tournament though? That's yeah, that's not, oh, that's oh, not conference talking, tournament. Oh, you're talking about the conference. Tournament. I'm talking about when the West Coast Conference, the WAC, the Mountain oh, West, and the Pac-12 are all okay. in Vegas at the same time playing tournament basketball. Well, if you, if you love college basketball, you turn left, you turn right, you go straight, you back up, you're hitting a tournament. So it game's it's pretty somewhere. cool. It's, it's it's pretty cool. If you're a college basketball fan, that's that's kind of mecca. Do you when you've gone down there to cover those? Have you stuck around uh, for extra days to check out all the conference action? Because there is some overlap, a little bit, maybe not all of them, but some of them. The West Coast is the only one that's really early. I'm trying to remember if the WAC one's really early, but the Mountain West and the Pac-12 go on at the same time toward the latter part of the week uh, and into okay. the weekend. Uh-huh. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It is the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of the Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Quarterback at BYU, Zach Wilson. Wanted to get your thoughts on the Kalani Satake extension. Uh, what took so long and what was the players' reactions after it was all said and done? You know, there's not another person that deserves it more than him. And he's such a great head coach. And even though it's been a little rough, bumpy roads and it's been tough to figure out what this team needs, you know, I think he's figured it out now. And so um, I'm not sure what took him so long, but it was great that they finally made the extension happen. And, you know, he's a great coach and the players were just all so pumped for him. I know people were starting to pass around extend Kalani shirts and you know I'm so pumped that he's still here and so my little brother gets to have him for the next four years and he'll be here as well and so you know the players are just pumped that we could have someone like this back. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Wrapping up a big show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone on a Tuesday. And I'm a lot happier now, Jake, than I was to start the show. Why? Because you were you were, you were, were kind of nitpicking at me. I was or yeah. PK was? Oh, I don't know. I didn't start that whole thing. He started that whole thing. Yeah. Like nine-something this morning. <laughs> Everybody's picking on me. I just, I, we just, Austin and I brought was, it up. Was PK That's all. really picking on me? Well, he was encouraging you to reject your nomination for Sports Writer of the Year. Are you prepared now, four hours later, to do so? I just don't care. That's all. Well, you then care, reject it. You care enough to not reject it. <laughs> no, I don't care enough to reject it. I think you care enough not to. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Put your money where your mouth is, no, guy. I don't, I don't care either way. So but, you're but staying please, in. But please keep me in consideration. I have no control over these things. You do. You, do. Actually, you definitely do. No, you can't take your name out of it, can you? It's got nothing of course to you can. If you say, I'm not going to accept This isn't it. the military draft. Well, you right. can take your name out of it. Well, sh- sh- if I'm going to reject it, shouldn't I wait until after I get it? If I get it and then reject it? That doesn't make any sort of and sense. And then nobody gets it. <laughs> I want to thank you for this. Smack <laughs> it in you. half and throw it away. I'm giving it to Dirk. That that <laughs> that means that you, you want to see if you actually want it. So it does mean no, something no, to you. I don't you. care. I swear to you, I do not care. Okay. So, but anyway, that wasn't me doing that. That was our friend PK. Oh, okay. But you can't be mad at PK, even though it I wasn't is PK. Mad at PK. So PK. Direct- I was mad at you because you, right. you were the one delivering. You were you were nagging. You're you're a naggy. You're nagging. (laughs) I wasn't telling you to clean the bathroom. (laughs) That's what it felt like. Hmm. Eh, eh. That's what you were. You were you were you were juking. 
<laughs> like, like our friend Willie from the Not Sports Report with the broomstick. <laughs> Man, how'd you like to be juked with a, with a broomstick like that? I don't think it'd feel particularly good. You know what would be really even almost worse would be if she took the brush in <laughs> and started <laughs> just going back and forth slapping him with it. Well, whatever she did. It she worked. subdued that intruder. She sure did. All right. Uh, you can catch that, by the way, in our Audio Vault segment, which is in uh, hour number two of our Big Show podcast. Uh, Mike Conley was on the show today. Chris Mannix, you can get those podcasts as well. Just simply go to your favorite podcast catcher, search The Big Show. Give us a subscribe, but you can download any of our content. And yeah, if you missed the Not Sports Report today, download that one. It was, it was particularly good. I uh, stepped back about six feet. Picked up the pitchfork and went to work. Went to work on them. <laughs> There's just something about old, old, older folks who who, who are tough. Are protecting themselves. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Number two skillet. And it was red hot. <laughs> all right. Uh, so we want to th- say thanks. Me to and all that number two skillet go out go out of this life together. Thanks to Austin, executive <laughs> producer of the Big Show, Gordon. Thank you, sir. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you, Jake, and thanks to all our listeners. Couldn't do it without you. We'll talk to you tomorrow on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.